This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. You have a Freddy Krueger hand. You have my Freddy Krueger hand on. Are you thinking of slicing know. me up or what? I just What's know happening? how he had this all the time. Like, I'm already annoyed by it. <laughs> you just put it on for like, like 30 where did seconds. He put it? I was going to say, where did he put it when he slept? But he oh. is the nightmare. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't sleep. No. So this works for us. Correct. Right. Okay. I wanted to start out by talking about, uh, we have a new, oh, and she's flipping me off with That's the Freddy Krueger hand. It's a big old knife finger you're flipping me off there with. So thank you very much for you're that. Welcome. I feel flipped off. Um, Lauren is a new patron of ours. Yay. Thanks, Lauren. Yay for Lauren. Um, and she actually mentioned to me, and thus the reason why I wanted to bring it up, is she mentioned to me that one of the reasons why she was happy to have found our show was that we talk about our practice and doing um, our practice, our work, and working with our clients during the pandemic. And it was one of the things she first probably clicked on and wanted to know about was that. And so I guess my thought was, is that spawned an idea of how's Kathy doing with that in mm. my head? So I wondered if it's changed or how it's doing. Yeah. Cause we talked about it several a months wh- ago. A while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I have a few thoughts, Lauren, <laughs> me too. So I have I have a number of clients who are back in the office. Okay. So um and you know we have safety protocols and uh we talk about quarantining and I I have a a basic idea and it's much easier to do in private practice because I it's not an agency. I know their lives a little bit well, like a little bit better. Um so there are a handful of them who sit in the office with me and we don't wear masks. And there are a handful of them that sit in the office and we do wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have some people left on telehealth. Mm-hmm. Um, people miss human contact. They do. So we have a lot of conversations. We've had a lot of conversations around safety in the office. And, you know, if you're going to come in, you're not going to wear a mask. What are you doing on the daily and things like that. And we're, you know, my office is, spread far enough apart. I don't see families. It's usually one other person in the room Mm -hmm. with teenagers. I tend to be a little bit, I wear a mask just because they're out and about and they're doing stuff. And so I have um, a couple of them that I, I wear masks with. I, I really love having people back in the office. I've shared this with you before. I'm way too ADD for telehealth. Um, I can do it. I can certainly do it. I can do it better now that I have a mixed bag. Yeah. But yeah. when when everything was on telehealth, I really started to not love my job anymore. Right. It changed so much for me because someone who is very like experiential as far as energetically and mm-hmm. the nonverbals and all of that. And then also the amount of distractions from both sides if you're doing it from your home or even your home office or you're not in the same physical space how much of the ther- the quality of the therapy personally mm-hmm. i believe gets jeopardized or cheapened i'm certainly thankful we have it because we've saved a lot we've helped a lot of people yeah um we've been there when they couldn't leave their house or there was domestic disputes or i'm super super thankful i don't want to fi- sound ungrateful because it certainly has served a huge purpose here's my concern mm. We are now starting a culture where people go, oh, I don't know if I want to drive that far today. Can we do telehealth? And my first thought is, fuck, (laughs) because now it's becoming something people, it's a weighted choice. Yep. And you have to assess 
what that's about. And it's one more of those things, at least in my in my mind, that there is a boundary conversation around, mm-hmm. right? It's like we always had boundary conversations around when someone paid, whether they could call us in between sessions, uh, if they ended on time. There's all these little nuances that all therapists have to negotiate on a daily basis, right, around boundaries. And this is yet another one. This is a new one. This is a new one that has to be put into procedures and protocols, but then also followed up regularly with a conversation. And for those therapists who might either be new or just not used to it, or maybe boundaries are a real thing you're working on, it's real challenging for you, that adds a whole layer of pressure because you, yes, you are the person in the room that is, charged with the weight or the responsibility of starting difficult conversations often. And so you have to be the one, and I say you have to, but it would be best if you're the one that says, so I noticed that last time you wanted to do telehealth, my assessment is that mm-hmm. <laughs> X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. what was that about? Let's not get in the habit, all that, whatever mm-hmm. that conversation is, unless you feel clinically that person yeah. really needs to be telehealth. And there, there's a client right now. She lives, um, I started seeing her when COVID started and she lives on the, the west side of LA and um, mm-hmm. my office is in Calabasas. Yeah. So the majority of the time, she and she's someone I actually see twice a week. She's mm-hmm. lots of trauma. She's a great client. And so um, she loves coming into the office. But because she's doing some work out there right now, there are certain days where she's like, is it okay to do tell? She prefers to come in. So I know that when she's asking me that, it's because literally there's something that she does not want to cancel session. Yeah, like logistically, she just can't get there. She can't get there and she doesn't want to cancel session. Yeah, so that's great. So, (laughs) So I think the work for us right now is how do we embrace this new culture in a way that it still remains in its space for what it's there for and it still helps people but then it also doesn't become the new normal just because people can do it. Yeah. So you'll be negotiating that <laughs> along the way. Yeah. With each individual, as we always talk about, that it's like you just described, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. I would say that, um, so my feelings have ebbed and flowed through this whole thing. What are we at? Seven or eight months now or something. I lost count. I yeah. stopped counting actually. I, I just have eased into, all right, what are we doing right now? It's like seven months. Yeah. yeah I, I'm not counting anymore. I'm not looking to the end anymore. Like I just is. We've both moved out of that mindset, which, you know, if you go back four months and listen to our podcast, it's a little, it's a little bit different. We yeah. had different feelings. You can see the trajectory. But um, my feeling is that I am burned out of telehealth in a lot of ways. Um and that there's contributing factors to that. And so I have personally, clinically, I'm still working with the clients I, that want to work, but I have also allowed people who felt that they were at a place where they could take a break to take a break. It's not that I, and I'm by, and I use the word allow, but I mean, had those conversations mindfully. And for me personally, thinking this would probably be a best time for both of us to take a break, you know? Um, I let them guide that. I don't, I don't guide that, but having mindful conversations around 
dependency or is this a time where you'd like to try some of these skills on your own? You know, having those kinds of conversations and not driven by burnout necessarily, but aware of it, you know, because Mm -hmm. both things are true. I'm both mindfully being clinical and appropriate and ethical with whether they not they need to be in therapy or not. And also considering my bandwidth. Yeah. So it takes twice as much energy. It, it does. And so uh, many of my telehealth clients don't live anywhere near me. So there is mm-hmm. no option to right. come in. So it's that or nothing. And so I, so that's one piece of it. The other piece of it is that I have, um, I work at an agency, I have a regular job as well. And that has been very interesting to negotiate a regular job, meaning a non-freelance job. It's been interesting to negotiate for me because I also, I did get to start seeing uh, a client in the field like a couple of months ago or a month, I don't know how long it's been, six or seven sessions, six or seven weeks. And I felt myself not wanting to go, but then knowing I really actually want to go. There was this, this very interesting conflicted thing. And so I very much understand therapists and people in the world that are having that conflictual feeling because getting back out in the world is a transition, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of in many ways, and I'm not talking about outliers who have issues where they can't do that. I'm talking about those of us who do need to sort of get back in, in the world and need to mental health wise, but also for work wise is that once I did it and went, I was so happy. (laughs) This is a couple months ago, but I was so happy. I mean, I was, you know, in the park hanging out and talking and doing what I love to do. And, and so that was a breath of fresh air. So I I really believe like what you're talking about. I really think that the balance is important. So for any of you, including Lauren, I don't know your situation in your practice, but um, if there's some kind of balance you can strike, and mine looks very different from Kathy, but mm-hmm. um, that's been helpful for me in it's, the last it's month. It helps recharge me because as a profess- exactly. professor, I'm also still online, so yep. it's yep. more time online. And we're you know maybe pushing for a hybrid model in the spring. So when you're when you're in a field that's a personal field, um, it's very jarring to go from oh, it sure is. really working in person and developing relationships with students and clients in that certain energy and just essence mm-hmm. of the work that we do that's so personal. And then all of a sudden there's the screen. Yeah. I did this guest lecture and it, I was, I was really struck by how I am absolutely an in-person performer. <laughs> yeah. And I've done guest lectures before and I was really struck by like, oh, this is, hmm, yeah, this is not, I don't like this. Like I personally don't like doing this. And so now I've been asked to do another guest lecture in the, in like in January, February. And I really was like, oh, only if I can do X, Y, Z, like I've changed how, uh, what I'm saying, like I will do it if we can do this, that, or the other, because I just, 
I'm I've done this this thing for February. I've done this particular talk seven eight times, and I'm just so aware of my presence in yeah. the room yeah. and how much more effective that is. Yep. I mean, I I don't know. I haven't seen you teach, but I walk around. Oh my gosh! I call on people. I talk yes. to people. I look them in the eye. I walk to the back of the room. I walk around. I put some media on. I'm like I'm really active, yeah. and I can't. Me too. It's really hand stripe hand striping. I don't have any. <laughs> It's very hand striping. Um, that almost sounds dirty, but I, 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 but if I, well, I, I hope so. I agree. Like I don't like sitting in a chair looking at people on Zoom. I use the room a lot. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of um, activities, activities, and it's a, yeah. it's a discussion. You know, it's graduate students, so we're having real discussions. It's not just lecture, so it changes the whole job. Seriously. So yeah. I have to give it to online teachers. I could never do that. I work have several in my life. I have several in my life and a couple of clients and it's Oof. really, really rough. It's just rough. Not for me. No, bueno. so anyway, that's hopefully what's that answers some yep. curiosity. That's that. Um, we're going to do a little section, a little segment actually that we like hmm. to call. Facts with Carol. So if you, we, <laughs> we were joking before we started recording, but I think it's true. If you would like to actually record your voice singing horror facts with Kath and send it to us, we will totally play it instead of Kathy's. We, I mean, people are probably, I mean, a little bit sick of me doing it. <laughs> I would really love maybe, to maybe hear <laughs> everyone else sing about horror facts with Kath. And and then I will bring you the horror facts yes. from Kath. That's me. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. my. Oh, oh, God. Just, okay. The face. The, you can't see the face. but Horror pretty, facts with Kath. Ready? Pretty, Number one. Pretty spectacular. Please. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. Okay. <laughs> this horror film. Oh, boy. She's yelling at me now. Contains multiple homages or homages, depending on how you say the word. Oh, no. Do yeah, people say some that? Some people say homage. I don't believe in that um, at all. Multiple homages. Okay. To, to the sci-fi novel Dune. That was dirty. Including a scene where one of the characters is forced to put his hand inside the fortune teller's box. I, I beg your pardon. Also sounds... <laughs> A little dirty. Also dirty. Number two. Maybe that's just me. Shh. <laughs> the dwarfed villains look like the Jawas of Star Wars, but were actually completed before Star Wars was released. I'm giving you a timeline. I know. I always give you that. I know. You try. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Okay. The main actor who played the villain stood at 6'4". He was given smaller suits to make him appear taller and boots with lifts. I thought you were going to say boots with lips. <laughs> boots with lips. I'm like, are they going to eat my eat me with their boots? <laughs> Sorry. <go ahead. laughs> and boots with lips. I watch a lot of bad horror, so it would not be <laughs> would not be out of the it realm like of like, ro- like Rocky Horror or something. Okay, number four. Are you paying attention? I number four. sort of, but I never know. <laughs> So the main weapon in the film, I think this is actually kind of funny to picture this last piece, but also pretty brilliant. Okay. Because we know it's pre-Star Wars, so we're looking at, you know, late 70s probably, right? Mm -hmm. The main weapon in this film was launched (laughs) from behind the camera by a baseball pitcher, and then the shot was printed in reverse. So they had a professional just chuck this 
ball okay. really fast. They filmed it, and then when they were editing it to slow it down, whatever they did with it, they fil- they they yeah. printed it in reverse. That sounds precarious. It's also a really big clue to the movie that there's a ball flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> she always looks at me like, here's where I really hand it to you here's, on a platter. Here's where. <laughs> and I'm like, I have you should no say, fucking idea what you're talking about. This is where you get to go, oh my God, phantasm. Yes, Shannon, oh, phantasm. I was right. Yes. <laughs> Well, those were fun. Yeah, shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's becoming my reputation because in other situations, I am also quite newbie when it comes to a lot of the older horror. I'll, br- I'll start bringing you newish, I newer. Can, it's okay. I'm not going to get those either. No, you won't. It's fine. My clues are brilliant, though. They're not even clues. They're horror facts. The reason is not my stupidity. It's your brilliance is the reason why I can't guess them. <laughs> We call that a reframe, and I, totally I love it. love that, because yeah. <laughs> then that makes me not an idiot. Yeah. I appreciate I'm I'm terrible with trivia. I'm it's, just it's, terrible It's not trivia. trivia. It's horror facts. I'm bringing you the facts with Kath, <laughs> and you don't have to do anything but listen, and maybe sometimes make take fun a, of you. At least try. I, to, I guessed this one. You did. You got it. <laughs> okay. I wanted to tell you about, uh, so Telluride does a horror festival, horror show in October every year. And this year they are doing a shelter in place edition is what they call Mm -hmm. it. So it's the Telluride horror show shelter in place edition 2020. And you can Google that and find it. It's October 15th to the 18th. You can watch all of these movies from the comfort of your home. You can buy a pass, like a virtual festival pass. There's Q&As. You know, they're doing all the stuff. You can go to the website and find what they're doing and everything that's uh, programmed. But the one thing I did want to mention for our listeners is the fact that there is a fan movie called Hail to the Deadites about the fans of Evil Dead. Oh, cool. <laughs> and it's been much talked about. And in that community, there's a lot of hubbub about it. It's already premiered somewhere else, I believe. And I just wanted to put that out there because it's not a movie that, I, I mean, I think it's going to get bought by Shudder or whatever. Like Shudder's going to have it or mm-hmm. somebody's going to have it. Let's hope. Because most people don't make it on a festival circuit, especially in COVID. However, I mean, even if you don't buy the pass, I think you can just buy single single tickets to things in this shelter. And it's like 10 bucks or whatever. So uh, let me just read Hail to the Deadites is a documentary about the fans of the Evil Dead franchise. And I have certainly met a few people that like that's their favorite thing. Yeah. So me too. I through interviews with cast, crew, collectors, fans, freaks and geeks, Hail to the Deadites seeks to illuminate the darkest reaches of the Evil Dead franchises, undying and still growing popularity. A popularity that was spawned four, has spawned four films, TV series, comic books, figurines, blah, blah, blah. So it'll be cool. There'll be lots of great interviews in it. And so that might be something that you want to buy 10 bucks for if you want to kind of see it before it, everybody's seen it. <laughs> I like that. I like Basically. that they're doing that. I know. I think it's awesome. I know we talked about really being sad about missing our conventions this year and uh, the stuff that we had planned to do that we just were waiting on. I had a light plan, like, huh, maybe I could make it to Telluride for the Horror Festival this year because this is a festival I've wanted to go to, but 
I mean, I probably wouldn't have made it just with work and such, but one of these years when we're not <laughs> sheltered in place, I definitely want to make it. Oh, you know, the other thing that happened or is happening is F- the Friday the 13th um, Scream Factory or Shout Factory or whatever they're called is coming out with a box set of all the movies. Ooh. like. And it's all new. It, it's a lot of new features, extra, extra footage, a and lot stuff, of really. commentaries, a lot oh, of extra stuff. That's cool. Like people who are actually fans of Friday the Thirteenth are talking about how cool it is. So what did I do? I pre-ordered it. You geek. I know. I love that about you. <laughs> I was like, what? Did you order the click? <laughs> the only thing that I might give you some shit for, I can't wait, is if you bought those splattered Nikes. No, I did not. That would, yeah, from last week. Did we talk about that last yeah. week? Yeah, last week or the two Freddy Krueger splatter Nike still makes zero sense. Oh no, I would. I just, I'm not interested. Good. I have shoes. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need. I, I was need, worried you didn't have shoes. I don't need homage shoes. Uh, homage. <laughs> get, your, get your homages in there. My would homages. You? My homage. Homage. No thanks. Appreciate it. But I did buy the box set. I'm super excited because it's like one of those things on Amazon's like your thing will be sent on October 13th. Blah, blah, blah. That's like so exciting to watch that. You're like, it's it's getting closer. And I'm such a I know noob. I, as I will mention later, I'm such a noob with Friday the 13th that it's I'm watching a lot of these movies for the first time right now. And so then to get that at the end of my watches and then to get that and to watch all the geek stuff. Friday the 13th, the first one's really good. And I think it's the third one I like as well, which is ironic because I think that's the same for Nightmare on Elm Street. Whichever the puppet master one is for Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. to this day, I still feel that's here. is the scariest. When he goes into the cool. hospital and rips the tendons out of that oh. one guy and he's walking him like a marionette. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good gross. Stuff. Okay, then. I think that's the one that has... Um... Oh, what's mind. her name? I'll get it. Later. So let's talk about one of the so Arquette Arquette's in that one. I, I think. need yeah. I need remember if I start it. You know, you start like talking. It be like oh, interruption. <laughs> Five minutes and, later. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it always works. Um, we both watched. We summon the darkness. Mm, we did, and we did not summon it, but we watched it. <laughs> we did not summon it, but we watched it. So this movie is on. Shutter, and when I I watched, I've seen this twice now. <laughs> I watched it on my own first for whatever reason, some you know Saturday morning or whatever, and then we did a watch along on the Discord where a couple of people actually hadn't seen it yet, and so I watched it again because I really did enjoy it. So it's called We Summon the Darkness, 2019, came out in April. Three best friends embark on a road trip to a heavy metal show where they bond with three aspiring musicians and head off to one of the girls' country homes for an after party. Doesn't that sound innocent? So, <laughs> so here, <laughs> doesn't that just sound like your teenage family drama? Yeah. Um, so what I want to say right this minute is that there isn't a way to speak about this movie without spoiling it. So for the next three to five minutes, two minutes, three minutes, however long we talk about this. Um, turn your volume down. Turn your volume down. Just, let it play. Come back to us in a, like a couple of minutes because 
one of the major plot twists, and I'm not spoiling it just yet, but one of the major plot twists comes at the end of Act One. And so you know how I talk about like most movies are in a three-act structure. So at the end of Act One, there's always an inciting incident for what's going to happen in the rest of the movie. And for this one, it's actually a plot twist and a spoiler. So please turn your music down. (laughs) Turn Mm -hmm. your volume down. And um, we'll be back with you in a minute. So, yeah. Well, we know that this is not just an innocent no thing, and it's not just about these kids having a party and someone ends up pregnant. That's the least of their... No, I mean, you go into it knowing it's a horror movie, right? And then you're like, for the first 20 minutes, it's like, wait, it's like an 80s teen drama. <laughs> right. And you're not... I mean, me personally, I wasn't shocked by the the script flipping. I think most of us probably predicted it, but I like the way they went about it. And, you know... What was, what was the moment when you figured it out? I mean, you probably figured it out early, but I mean, like, what was the moment with which actress or actor did you... You were telling me earlier. I figured it out with... Um, the main girl. Val, actually, the blonde. Oh, the blonde. Yeah. Okay. Um, Beverly's the other one you're talking about. So, yeah, we figure out that these uh, bitches are witches. <laughs> That's what she said. So these, you know, these guys end up thinking they're going to... They're going to end up at this party. They're all getting laid. They're totally in control. They're the dudes here. They can totally get themselves out if anything's unsafe. What they don't realize is the three women are actually sadistic killers who, you know, tear them to pieces. Yeah, it's a great slash. It's Well, it's a fun slash. And then there's another another piece that you find out even later. Because now we're talking to people who have watched the movie or don't really want to watch the movie. So, yeah, it's – I thought in general the good – I thought in general the performances were really good. That's one of the things I, I really liked I, about this I liked movie. this movie a lot. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. It was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I watched it twice. That's the only reason why I agreed to watch it a second time is because I liked it a lot. Although there are movies that I've watched twice that I do not like, but that's neither here nor there. If you guys are, uh, if anyone out there was a Nashville fan, Kean Johnson plays one of the guys, one of the three, and I I couldn't remember where I knew him from. The cast is great. All three of the women are, I think, are strong. Um, Yeah, yeah, for sure. The performances were awesome. So what I would say in general, and then I'm going to give a little bit of feedback from one of our Discord peeps, is that um, it was a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun watching mm-hmm. and although there's a little bit of criticism out there about how ultimately in the end, you know, the agency is, is taken away from the women when it's becomes this like That's culty right. white devil, Johnny Knoxville guy yeah. and that it's brainwashing. So the agency gets like swiped away from them <laughs> in the end, which I didn't particularly, I didn't, I didn't care for like. that. <laughs> But that didn't that didn't ruin the movie for me. Like I was like, okay, well they did that thing that they do where you know they were brainwashed and some like white devil is really controlling them or some shit. Um, but that just I just and I also thought the script was a little bit underwritten. Like I feel like they could have like you know they relied on the performances a lot and it felt like some of the script was um, in. in- Improvised? Yeah, light on plot is how yeah. I would probably say it. Um, but I do like the sort of religious ideas, you know, sort of flipped on its head. There are other movies that maybe do that a little bit better, but like the evangelical type of situation. But I wanted to um, throw out Pepper, um, who I've talked about before. And 
I guess last week or the week before I talked about my, like Mikey's reflections on followed. And so I wanted to give um, peppers, one of the people that I watched the movie with. And so I wanted to throw it out there, what she thought. So one of the reasons she, it's like one of her favorite movies of mm-hmm. the year type of thing is the way she talks about it is what, good, she, sorry, strong female leads in horror yeah. is rare. And this was that they were powerful. Even at even though at the end, you know, Johnny Knoxville's character comes in and he's, he's really the ringleader of this. They were strong. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that she said, actually, is that she just enjoyed that it was women and not men because it's almost always men. And so we got women being crazy town, basically, Um, but in a really fun slasher way, which we don't get a lot. Not in like a like a, um, you know, cat fight. No, uh, right. one titty's hanging out and she's right. screaming with blood all over. No, I mean, they were sadistic. They were sadistic. Yeah. They were, uh, they, you know, they went full Manson on them. Yeah. Um, they really did. <laughs> they really did. She also, Pepper also talked about how the main actress really leaned into the quote unquote crazy. Like she just really leaned into that and did it well. Amy I like that actress. She was anyway. really, yeah, she, Alexandra. The oh, main you're actress. talking about Alex, the, the one that plays the more vulnerable one. No, no. I'm talking about now I have to look it up. Oh, I guess that is Alexis was the I'm confusing them. I think her name is Alexandra, the actress, um, right? Her character's name is Alexis. Yeah. 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 And she plays the brunette lead. She was good. The leader, basically. Mm -hmm. And she was crazy town. And um, Pepper really liked that. She also liked the fun statement around the hypocrisy of evangelical. they don't really say, but like, you know, Christian, God, Satan, et cetera, like turning that theme yeah. is, was re- she really liked that. And then also sort of the girl power vibe, which is what we were talking about. And of course, seeing Johnny Knoxville, she liked that too. Nice Just little cameo. The cameo for Johnny. And she was actually saying to me this morning that um, she wishes that Knoxville had done more acting roles because he's really good. He's good. He was really good. Mm-hmm. So she enjoyed that. So that's, yeah. We enjoyed it and mm-hmm. we recommend it if you would like fun, a fun thing to watch on Shudder. So that's awesome. Yeah. Sorry. So we're out of that now. <laughs> uh, what have you watched recently? Okay. I watched, um, it has mixed reviews, but I really, really liked it. Okay. It's 2019. It's also on Shudder. It's a movie called Monster Party. Okay. And uh, it has some throwback cast for sure it's, it's a grown-up robin tunney mm, who i love yeah and julian mcmahon from um what was the the show the uh plastic surgery show face uh, nip tuck oh nip tuck i love him and then there's other like younger actors i also liked this cast a lot too so the whole idea is um the film is actually what it's about is it's a story of three young like teenage probably like 18, no, yeah, 1920 year old um, young adults. Okay, there's two guys and a girl. And they, uh, the one guy gets himself into this uh, predicament where his dad owes all this money back to this bookie. And he's like, listen, guys, we, we need to get this money back so I can get my dad out. And they're already like thieves. They break into people's homes, but this is going to be a big, big deal. So the other guy is like, well, I'm supposed to be this, uh, you know, waiter or whatever at this party tonight, why don't I just tell them that the other two couldn't make it and you guys can fill in and we'll, we'll make the money that way. And when they're not looking, we'll dismantle the cameras and we'll steal from them because this is this huge flipping mansion. So they get there and they realize like, 
it's already kind of an odd vibe. <laughs> but as the movie starts to continue, as it continues, they they try to carry out this heist in this like to pay off this urgent debt when the plan starts to go awry because they now realize mm. that they are at a party with serial killers Monster who party. are who are um let's say in recovery oh no <laughs> and they are having their yearly meeting to talk about their sobriety <laughs> and they are like okay how long has it been for you blah 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 and as the night continues some of them become insatiable again and now they're stuck in this house with relapsed relapsed serial killers Sweet. it's it's actually really fun the, okay. the um you know everyone's really beautiful so like yeah, aesthetically yeah. it's really beautiful but it's i found myself kind of like i did with the um ha- haunt yeah, one yeah, on yeah. shutter that i'm like i really liked that i kind Where, of like really enjoyed that. again it probably gave like mixed reviews it's independent yeah, whatever. whatever but it was fun i liked it i recommend it it's good cool yeah i'll watch that yeah put that on the list I wanted to mention a little movie that I had to catch up on. Everybody I know, except for you, probably has watched this. Maybe you have watched this, although this is a little bit of a deep dive. It's called Harvest Lake. Okay. All my um, friends online here at the Discord, etc. And by Discord, I mean Terror Talk has its own Discord, Terror Talk podcast. But you're a patron if you're on that. You have to be a patron to be in that. However... If you're on Discord and you want to do some of the like watch alongs and different kinds of things that we've talked about, there's a Shutter Discord that anyone can be on. There's a Joe Bob Briggs Discord that anybody can be on. Um, and there's also a Discord called Overdue Video Review, which I am also a part of. And lots of people that are super fun are on that one. And all three of those are Discords that you can just get an invitation to and be on and watch this kind of stuff. So. With that said, Harvest Lake is one of those ones that a bunch of people on there that I know have already watched. And I was like, I'm going to have to watch this to understand the references. So it's called Harvest Lake. It's from 2016. And one of the people on there says that the tagline is like, only bring your bangable friends camping (laughs) because it's totally like that. It's like all these like naked people (laughs) so harvest like 2016 uh five friends fall under the seductive influence of a a libidinous (laughs) yeah that's for sure yeah otherworldly presence that threatens to change their lives forever so this is one of those movies that is perfectly enjoyable if you understand that you're gonna watch a trashy horror movie yeah and so i thought it was going to be way worse than it was oh so you were actually like pleasantly surprised yeah, by it being my, mediocre exactly my <laughs> that's my expectations great. were like oh this is gonna be trash this, this is gonna be hard to sit through the trash with lots of a's yeah i thought it was gonna be terrible but but everybody kind of jokes about it and talks about it and talks about it like being the sex horror movie or whatever i didn't find it like that much it wasn't like porn or anything but they were all sexy people except it was looked like it was shot in 60 millimeter and Mm. it was very very low budget Mm -hmm. but i'm not going to talk about the ending (laughs) i'll tell you later but it's it's very in line with like oh yeah of course that's what they did (laughs) so harvest lake yep so that's one of those ones and i would say you should watch it so that you can talk to me about it (laughs) oh my god i'm looking at the cover box right now (laughs) 
This is hilarious. I it know. looks like the cover of a Britney Spears video. Yeah, they got the blonde there in the... <laughs> oh, this is too good. Yeah. Th- this you, is this is soft porn. You're really going to like it. This is one of those ones where... I like how I say this is soft porn. You're really going to like it. <laughs> because it's not. It's really not. No, but these pictures porn, are hilarious. But the pictures... <laughs> There's a lot of nudity. I know. Um, I know. I know. There's a lot of suggestion. That's what I will say. Like, I didn't find it to be offensive sexually. Well, I mean, it would be hard to offend me, but um, it wasn't oh. offensive in that way sexually at all. all right. But it, it's got sexy vibes <laughs> all over the place. She's wearing a shirt that says, I love platypus. Like, there'll be some kind of oozing alien type thing. I mean, that's whatever it is. And it'll, like, ooze cream-colored liquid. Yeah. You know, that's right. just suggestive of something, All right. right? I mean, I'll, I, so, I, you sold me. I'll check it out. I really think you should. Okay. And then you're going to follow up with me and go, oh, I watched that trashy movie you told me oh, to watch. Sure. The other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, oh, no, you go. What, what, did, what else did you watch? Uh, I, I mean, not, nothing huge. Like I'm rewatching some of the, um, you know, regular Halloween ones around this year. But what I will say is I started watching Ratchet. Mm-hmm. And can't stand it. I watched the first episode. I got into four episodes. I really gave it a shot. I I watched the first episode and I haven't gotten any farther yet. I'm going to try to go farther. I'm sad because I think I really wanted it to be good because I love One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. I love Sarah Paulson. I love every, there's a lot of American Horror Story people in it. Yep. Um, love the whole idea, the concept. It just really goes nowhere well it's like remember when i was talking about stones in it i know for christ's sake remember i was talking about lovecraft country yeah and how i got about four episodes in and i just i was like you know what i could revisit this later maybe if someone tells me like oh no it really pulls it out in the you know the last three or whatever i I may go back but there's so much stuff to watch i I just half a season i think i didn't think there's eight episodes like i went into four and i'm like I'm liking it less the more it goes on. There's so much stuff to watch that I'm I'm abandoning. I don't have a lot time of- for it. <laughs> There's so much stuff to watch. I just abandoned it. But I I've only watched one episode, so I mean, I don't know. I might be able to give it another shot. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I have one more thing. No, go for it. Okay. Um, I you know I'm doing a. Friday the 13th rewatch, which I mentioned earlier and have mentioned for a couple of weeks. And I finally got to uh, Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> she just laughed. Because she totally there's a, scoffed. There's a scene where, I'll never forget this, my friend and I, I'm going to say an old word, mm. rewound this three times. Oh, sweet blockbuster. Where Jason comes down on Freddy, like does this move where he like, do you know the scene I'm talking about? Totally. We just busted out laughing i mean it, it, it's something out of uh another show i'm watching right now cobra kai it's oh, for another I day too. Oh, I, so no i finished flipping. it actually. i did too it's so it's so stupidly good i'm i'm it's like so embarrassed good. by it oh no but anyway he, com- he comes awesome. down on him like he does this leap almost looks like a kid who's jumping on his dad's hip yeah you know and i'm like what is laugh so hard 
That movie's ridiculous. So first I got a shout out Snake from um, the, our Discord and from Overdue Video Review Discord because he loves Cobra Kai and he's like, Ugh. and I just finished watching Cobra Kai like a week or two ago. And, I, and I, I'm like, I like that. First of all, it's filmed everywhere around here, which is so cool. They go to all the places I know. that we know. I recognize all the places. But it, it's just nostalgic. Nostalgia. It's totally it's nostalgic. Pure nostalgia. Pure nostalgia. I have someone in my life who's like, that is the biggest pile of crap I have ever seen. And I'm like, no. Don't uh, judge. Shut up. And and just <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Don't be too good for it. Just shut up. Don't be too good for it. Yeah. Watch the trash. I enjoyed it. Trash is a genre. <laughs> it is. Harvest so, Lake. Trash is a genre. And I embrace this okay so speaking of freddy versus jason which i really enjoyed yeah I it mean, was it's, super fun i haven't seen it in years but that, okay, that, so, that scene jumps out to me every time i hear that movie yeah 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 so i'm new as you know to this whole thing so i'm kind of seeing all, a lot of these movies i'm seeing for the first time and i'm seeing them in order and i'm also watching the crystal lake memories um segment so crystal lake memories is like a six and a half hour documentary on shutter where they go through Corey feldman um is the host and they go through every single movie and so when i finish a couple of the movies i go and watch the segments of crystal lake memories that back that up which is the behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. so i haven't watched the behind the scenes stuff for this one yet because i just watched freddie versus jason last night with my friend drew from um tarot talk podcast our our discord and mm -hmm. so I, I like the buddy watch with this because it's just so much more fun. Right. Yeah. And he's actually really versed in the Jason world. Like he, or yeah, the Jason world, like he knows a lot about the Friday 13th stuff. And so he's like the veteran and I'm like the noob going, Oh my God, did you see that? You know? yeah. so, so what I will say about this just briefly, I'm not going to do any kind of like major discussion about this, but I did want to say that I think it hits a lot of, it hits a lot of notes. In other words, you get you get Freddy versus Jason. You get Freddy fighting with Jason. You get Jason killing. You get Freddy killing. You get all of the... It's every like, fantasy you'd want. It's all the stuff. Yeah. And I was heavily invested in Jason because I've just watched 10 of so the were Jason you movies. So were you rooting for Jason? I totally yeah. was. And I have a feeling if I sit down and watch all the Freddy movies and then this is my plan. <laughs> Once I'm done with Friday the 13th and that whole thing in a few months like when i feel like i've sucked the marrow out of that franchise so to speak with my shout factory <laughs> discs and everything then what i'm thinking as i do all the freddy movies which you know some of them i have not seen either spoiler uh but there's a handful of those i haven't yeah i mean why would you but no. but i'm gonna probably so okay. and then watch freddy versus jason again jesus Right? That's dedication. I mean, that's commitment. I just, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. I'm really nerding it up here. But I really enjoyed it. And I appreciate Drew prettying up with me because mm. I'm totally, but, but, but they all like them too. And, and Snake, I mentioned before, you know, he loves them too. He didn't get to join us on this one, but he's joined me on another one or two of them. And these guys like know these movies. Mm -hmm. Like they were growing up watching these movies, yep. and so that makes it so much more enjoyable for me. So, yep. And when they changed Jason to, I can't remember his name right now, and he's like the best Jason out of the series. I think he starts on like number four. He's 
incredible. Like he just becomes a completely different psychopath. Do you mean Kane Hodder? Uh, let me because there's an actor that plays Jason that starts with six, I believe. Maybe it. Maybe that's it. And it's Kane Hodder. There's a documentary on Shutter that I'll mention. Uh, it's the Kane Hodder story. Yes, he's, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's the best Jason. Yeah, the best in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And so this um, one doesn't have him, right? Which is my big disappointment is that he wasn't there anymore <laughs> because right. Kane Hodder in that you you don't think I mean for those of you who aren't into this stuff or aren't into this particular series you don't think like a dude with a bunch of clothing on and a whole lot of prosthetic makeup with a mask on you don't think that's going to make any difference who's in there it does oh my god his Kane intensity is so great. the way he moves and he's so much creepier have you watched the Kane Hodder story on Shudder no I highly recommend okay, it I'll write that it's down a documentary too. Um, I just watched it the other day. And getting to know him is pretty awesome. The, the documentary is well done because you get to see him as a person. And he's been on Joe Bob, if you want to go he, back he and like, is in the, um, look at stuff. Remember the, I, for, I keep forgetting what's called, the Into the Darkness or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's in all the ones. He, yeah. um, he's interviewed quite a bit. He's one of like the major comments. He's also in Crystal Lake in that, Memories. Because so. this is, I mean. It's awesome. He, what you'll learn in the story about his life is a lot of great things and you see his different levels, but you also learn all the other things he's been, you know, he's now in the, he's been in the hatchet movies and stuff. So what is that? That's a Harvest of? Lake. Oh, now you, she's got Harvest Lake porn up on the, <laughs> up on her computer. <laughs> Not really. Just pictures of Harvest Lake. All right. That's my, that's what I got. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. We've shrunk in the chat. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.